Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. FilmSack is brought to you by your help and support at patreon.com slash frogpants. Photography is rapidly becoming a high-priced commodity. And there is outright suspicion in some circles in the art world, a feeling that perhaps we're running out of saleable paintings and that photography is being pumped up, that an artificial market is being created, that photography is just a hype. Well, these are not easy questions to answer. But here in this gallery in Soho, there is a fabulous exhibit of violent and sexy photographs. star of the world of chic. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to FilmSack. FilmSack episode 402, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all <laughs> mankind. Uh, second puberty for Scott, number yeah, two. Stupid, <laughs> stupid thing still persists. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian Faye Dunaway. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> yeah, oh, hi. Yeah, yeah. And welcome to my very modern and chic 70s apartment of the future, where things are totally not creepy and weird. Over here is my dark room, which we all had, where I developed pictures of dead and or angry people in curious poses depicted in various stages of undress. So, no uggos. Speaking of no uggos, <laughs> don't, go, don't go into the bedroom unless your self-esteem is at least a nine. It's full of mirrors. Have you ever seen your face and your own ass at the same time? It's enough to give someone a psychotic break. Or if you're already crazy, who knows? Maybe it will give you a moment of clarity. Anywho, over here is my giant... Or maybe it's a rooster. A cock, if you will. Hey, is that why I bought this? Do I have some kind of repress, repressed sexual frustration that's creeping into surface and uh, manifests itself into my home decor? Nah, it's probably just a giant chicken. Chicken hype! <laughs> I, did, I noticed the rooster, <clears throat> but I never. I, I, I forgot it, about it. Yeah. Was it was it my imagination, or did the rooster get was it larger in the beginning, and then later on there was a smaller rooster, or is that just I don't know? Maybe it was a camera angle, but it did seem like it had shrunk a little bit, a little bit of shrinkage on the on the on the right. Uh, in the, the beginning, rooster. your cock was all huge, yeah. and in the, in the end, it was all small and shriveled, diminutive. Yeah, diminutive, diminutive cock. Yeah, 
Oh, that sounds nasty. All right. <laughs> also with us, Randy. Lady, I think your eyes are broken. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. Did you know that I have a condition where ESP causes me to say things before I actually say them? No. Hmm. Yeah, it's a weird look into my future, but it's kind of confusing. Happy New Year, guys. It's such an affliction. <laughs> it really... Oh, Congratulations on becoming a grandparent, Scott. You have a beautiful one-year-old grandchild there. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hey, guys. How about Mike Pence, huh? That was weird. Yeah. Expendables 5. Stallone is just like a Saturday night at Ibbett's house. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Rest in peace, my friend. The three of us who remain will miss you. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about who that is at all. Wow. Probably be me, but. Uh, Will you wake up with a scream and, and shout our name, though, Randy, when, when it happens? Yeah, do that. Later in the episode, it's going to blow your mind. Okay, great. <laughs> Finally with us, Brian, they really should question the horrible neighbor with the angry dog, Ibbet. They should question everybody in this thing. Uh, all right, uh, quick. Now, I want you to guys to cover your eyes. I don't want you to be looking at the screen. I want to do a quick uh, spelling bee. Please spell the last name of Rene Abergenois. Oh my gosh. O D O. See, it's difficult, isn't it? Well, I'm here to help you uh, with this simple mnemonic device that you can use anytime you need to remember how to spell Abergenois. Okay. For example, uh, here's a very, very easy uh, phrase to remember to help you uh, get the letters in the right order. Abundant uncovered boobies everywhere, right? <laughs> Just overused nudity occupying intermittent scenes. <laughs> That's nice. Or, or, or maybe this one right here. Always unfortunate, Bison ended Raul Julia's Oscar nominations on screen. Incredible star. <laughs> Incredible star. <laughs> and, finally, and finally, a unibrow brightened every role Jones wow. option next over interim nice. 70s. Nice. What, did he ever separate that thing? I mean, because it, was, it needed some parting. <laughs> the brow of Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. I think eventually it, it receded toward toward away from each other and they're right. fine now but uh yeah tommy lee jones and the other thing i noticed uh ibit that you mentioned to me on one of our other shows was just how thick his neck is in this right just the it's weird thickest like, neck it's weird. Th super thick neck like like halfway uh down each shoulder his neck starts but then you look at <laughs> stuff like the fugitive and uh um, and newer movies you know the the space thing that he did and the the cowboy thing that he did i don't know did you are you him? are you implying that he had cosmetic <laughs> neck surgery no i'm saying that that thing shrunk it down like shrink. it shriveled like a raisin yeah maybe he, he has some kind of thyroid problem and they fixed it nah, who, maybe he lost it i want you to check every neck house hen house <laughs> guard house and outhouse because yeah. at one point I in this movie was, it's you notice if you if you could get in there with a ruler you know really right. squeeze in there you'd go Oh, this is wider than your head, even with the mullet on. Like that's yeah. crazy. He was, doing, he was doing a lot of uh, he was doing a lot of those neck scrunches things, like at the gym. He was doing those <laughs> must have been. Crunches. I mean, yeah, they were like crunches. they were like two power cables on both sides of his neck, just these monstrous neck thing. But you know what? Yeah, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's pretty good. So uh, yeah, the movie is this: uh, the eyes of Laura Mars. Which I can't remember how we came up upon it or to it. I'll I'll take full blame yeah. for this one because this was this was a movie that I remember. You know, my dad was taking me all these movies weekend weekend uh, visitation. Dad was taking me all these sci-fi and fantasy movies, Ghostbusters, and and all that stuff that came out in the late seventies. And I remember seeing the poster for this uh, all the time. This freaky Faye Dunaway in black and white with her eyes kind of glowing, and it just it freaked me the the heck out. Freak out. 
And uh, when I later found out that the movie was about a woman who could um, see people get killed before it happened, I thought, oh, all right, well, this is a totally different movie. I thought this was just some sort of, you know, boring, talky 70s thing. And what? (laughs) Guess what? And it's like. And it's like a sex romp without the romp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no romp. Yeah. It's like, a, this it's is, like a sex disco. It's like a dirty... Uh, how do I explain this? It's not... I None of this is titillating. It's all just kind of... <laughs> oh, there's a blank-faced lady with half a boob showing there. But okay. It, it feels like it, it, it. it's probably titillating for the time. Like, if you had been middle-aged when this movie came out, mm. you might have found it. Titillating. I like, absolutely it, it, agree. It, 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 it this really is everything does, that like, TV wanted to be. What, what did? And it really does tell everything us everything the what it wanted it to be. Wait, wait, hold on, Brian. What'd you say? The t- MTV. Everything. No, everything that TV wanted. Oh, to be. TV oh. wanted to be. Got it. Okay, with the, with the exception of the nudity, I guess, because they couldn't get right. away with that. Sorry, Randy. Go ahead. Continue your thought. The the line early in the film that really set the time for me was the reporter at the gallery opening asking if uh if photography was going to replace paintings yeah and i was like oh right because like we we all live in a time when photography is uh is free yeah you know it's it's not at all something that you would you would associate with only artists only competing to ha- to make great art right and, you, i like, mean they're still so, out there obviously you're going to go pay a huge amount of money for like a I don't know who. I can't think of anybody right off the top of my head, but some famous photographer, original print of uh, her group shot of the Rolling Stones in 1968 or whatever. I mean, you're going to pay for that sort of stuff. You're going to see that at auctions, but you're right. Like the ubiquity and just average user access to, uh, you know, full color, widescreen, high definition imagery is beyond the pale compared to what they probably thought we were going to get in 1978. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, and so, you know. so like it's only forty years old, but it feels like so old. This film, mm-hmm. like every all of these things about it, because it just everything changed. You know, twenty five years ago, like it, it just it, it's it's wonderful. Look back in time because at, at the time, I'm sure this was a very modern film. I'm sure everything in it mm-hmm. felt right up to the minute modern. Mm-hmm. No, it had to. It, 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 there's, it is an absolute, you know, we've had movies here that are an absolute slice of the 80s. And this is no doubt an absolute slice of the 70s. You've got your disco, you've got clubs. I'm sure at some point in the background of one of these scenes, somebody's discovering cocaine for the first time and mm-hmm. is going to spend the entire 80s taking it, snorting it. Right. But I mean, it I'm, is. I'm sure that, I'm sure people looking at this film were like, wow, that the modern clothing, the styles of wardrobe <laughs> were right. probably looked so new mm-hmm. and so exciting to some people and so discord discordant to others, right? Yeah. Like like you look at modern clothing anytime and you're like, Well, that's weird. Yeah. But I'll bet it looked really weird to people watching this movie. And to us we're just like, How quaint. Well, I think that's partly why it doesn't age well, and I think movies in general don't age well when there's like a strict adherence to the era they don't age as well like you, you yeah. you're 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 in the moment too much you have to broaden your your horizons a bit there's reasons why other movies in the 70s still hold up it's because the focus wasn't on the cutting edge latest 1978 trend it was on character and story and other stuff and this and this movie not that not that it doesn't attempt to do those those things but it just spends so much time in that 
78 pastiche. You can't get out of it. It's just, Mm -hmm. you can't freaking avoid it. It's just everywhere all the time. Disco music, shake your booty. Freaking right. (laughs) Yeah. If, if, uh, if, uh, Rene Abergenois would have had a fondue pot going at his, uh, yeah. Apartment party. I'm yeah. pretty, more seventies. I'm pretty sure there was one there. Yeah, and it was definitely. Oh, yeah. It was definitely oh. cooking. Yeah, and, it was uh, in use. Somebody had so, uh, bread with cheese on it, just ready to go somewhere in some room. Let's put the fondue pot away, Benson, <laughs> so we can place some Melbourne on the glass coffee table. And he's wearing like just, uh, what's that thing he was wearing? Like the big white pajama unit. And just, oh yeah, that was very, that was very late seventies. The the loose. The loose uh, cl- the clothing. Lord. I love yeah. those things, though. Those, yeah. those are so like comfy. Wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, were we were we meant to? I were we meant to understand or think <laughs> this was progressively trying to sneak the idea that his character was gay. And uh, even trying to sneak, there was no we weren't sneaking. sneaking at all because I felt like it wasn't. It wasn't absolutely spoken, but it was implied because it went right up to the line, stopped, and just kind of right. danced around there fabulously without crossing. <laughs> right. <the line. laughs> and did he? By the well, way, and, I quit. I got a, a chick in the bucket question. Did he? Did he get killed? I don't remember. He how, did. Okay. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. In, in the elevator, he was laying on the. He was laying on Tommy's right. uh, solitaire was, deck, which is now broken since he lost a car. Right, lost one so, card. Yeah, might as well exactly. kill himself anyway. Yeah. Randy, you were saying, yeah. sorry. I was, I was just going to say, uh, he's, uh, there's no doubt he's gay. He, it is, he is not only portrayed that way, and he, I think uh, Arbor Wild did a great job of portraying the character, you know, the, the way he was directed. But um, every other man in the film who is glaringly straight is, like, portrayed that way. You know, like, right. Tommy Lee Jones is portrayed... Uh, you know the way. Uh, what's his character's name? John Neville. John is, yeah. is is the you know the the trope of the only cop in town, right? And that's mm-hmm. real, like that's real set. Mm-hmm. And Raúl Julia is a wannabe rapist, mm-hmm. and you know, like that is <laughs> he, and he's really Funny. he's really set. That's right. He's a he's he's a work in progress <laughs> rapist. He is, the and least. he really is. You know, yeah. Yeah. and and so like this this Donald Phelps character, like that's what he has going for him. I, I'm the script doesn't really get that deep yeah. into the characters, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. you you are given some things to go with, and it portrays them very flat. And so you're like, yes, he's gay because that's all he's got. Like the character just isn't built out farther. Sure, it's right. weird. I mean, that, it's, it's weird. It's that interesting this is, the way uh, they uh, they address it because. Uh, it, you know he's he's obviously very frustrated throughout the the movie, and he seems to always be just a little bit on the outside. And then at the end, when uh, one of the police officers is chasing him, and he's dressed up as 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 uh, Laura Mars, uh, and they start calling him names while he's dressed up, and he just has this outburst of of <laughs> about name calling and maybe addressing right. the idea of all of this, you know these slanders that were going on at the time. I don't know if I was reading too much into it, but I really felt like there was something there. Mm -hmm. I think I I picked up on that same thing. And I mean, it it didn't seem like, like, you know, him beating the, uh, the paparazzi guy over the head with a, with a purse was done for comedic effect. It was like, no, I mean, all right, this is, you know, Mm -hmm. he's because they lingered because the director, uh, uh, urban, 
Kirshner, he 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 lingered there afterwards mm-hmm. to kind of give us a little something. Yeah, he hung I, around. I you know what's that. weird is we're only two years away from him doing Empire Strikes Back. That's what's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this doesn't yeah, feel yeah. anything like Empire Strikes Back, but <laughs> like any remnant of of whatever this is did not make its way into Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, and that's fascinating to me. Because no, but look at yeah, yeah, I mean, but look at how many not just Irvin Kirshner, but like so many people who were whose uh, stars were kind of just beginning to rise, Raul Julia and Tommy Lee Jones and Brad Dorif and um, even Rene Auberginois. Mm-hmm. And then you had Faye Dunaway, <laughs> who was kind of at the other end of that, who yeah. had had a, a much bigger career in the in the 60s and early 70s mm-hmm. and was just, kind of at the tail end of all And that. no offense, just, but everyone's bad in this. Like, I think Faye Dunaway <laughs> is terrible in this. They're absolutely yeah. over the top. I think it's bad direction. Tommy Lee Jones is good until we get this stupid twist, and then it's dumb. Mm-hmm. But he's he's fine. I mean, he's he's delivering I, his lines and doing his stuff. But she is ridiculous, man. I've seen a lot of people. Go, go ahead, Randy. I, I when you were naming all of them just now, I wanted a trope alert. Uh, can you give me one? I trope can alert? totally give you one. Here you go. Who done it? They all seem like they yeah. might have. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I got a little, I got a little tired of that. Like the when we first find out that uh, that Grima Wormtongue has a, a spotty history of being in and out of prison. Yeah. I was just like, oh no, the film's gonna try to tell us that he's the killer. Mm-hmm. And then of course we had to believe Raúl Julia's the killer. Like that, he was your initial suspect, he's, right? He's said it very early on, be like, oh, he could totally do it. And then you're wondering, yeah. all right, is and then and then you spend a huge chunk of the movie thinking Faye Dunaway is actually the killer, right? <laughs> and she's somehow having an out of body experience during the murders. And you're mm-hmm. like. Come on, like th- this this trope is like it's like boring at a point. Really? So when when Tommy Lee Jones finally busts through the window and you realize he's the killer, like come on, movie. Yeah. I, Could you have yeah. right. I actually enjoy I actually enjoy uh the clue type formula here. I mean, I know clue is after this, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact the movie I'm watching has told me essentially one of these characters is the killer. Mm. So I don't have to worry about, is there some kind of character that, that was mentioned in passing? Hasn't been introduced, yet. introduced yeah. yet. I mean, I literally get to focus and think, okay, would Tommy do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. How about John Neville? He seems a little bit creepy as well. And so I actually, I actually liked that because they gave me and let me know this was the movie I was watching. I I'd like it more if they gave you um clues that if you paid attention you'd say, "Oh, I think it might oh. be Tommy Lee Jones." But cause, right. yeah, cuz what they're doing is they're basically filling all the glasses up evenly. Like, "Oh, let's look over at Raul Julio. Oh, he's being a mm-hmm. dick now. How about uh let's look over at uh, this guy? No, oh, he's kind of being a dick too and and <laughs> kind of filling all those glasses up equally so that you're you know, none of them have any sort of. You don't have any sort of clue as to like. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones' glass is just a little bit more right. full because of this one thing. Mm-hmm. And like I say, for me, it could have been Faye Dunaway all along, and I was really enjoying her portrayal of this troubled person, this artist. You know, like I thought it was going really, really nicely, and I was all set to be mad at the movie. If it turned out that she was actually the killer, mm-hmm. I was right. just gonna. Oh, and and the by the way, the movie sets you up to believe that by having Tommy Lee Jones show her pictures of murders that she can't have possibly seen, and she somehow right. recreated them in art. And it's like 
that's really freaking clever. Come on, movie. You can punch at this weight class. Why don't you do that more? Yeah. The only thing that the uh, speaking of one that that this glass was a little bit short, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, the the little person in this movie that was meant to <laughs> he he just kind of showed up to always make the scene just a little bit. It's just a little weird. Yeah, a little weird, like a little weird because he didn't. The character wasn't really given anything to really say. No, he, he would just, you know, he would just suddenly show up and then climb a ladder and be standing over top of Faye Dunaway and looking down at her crown. And I'm like, what is what is what is going on? You know, he's at, he's, is at the, yeah. he's at the he's at the he's at the gravesite and he's like he's just walking around by himself and like what is he doing? Yeah. He's yeah, he's used as uh, just kind of window dressing. Unfortunately, like it would have been right. cool to have his character developed a little bit more. Like, all right, is he? Is he a model that she pulls in when she wants a little person to, to be in the shot, or is right. he, is he, you know, in a work-related fashion that's un, unrelated to uh, him being right. small? Like, is he just? I would have. I would have enjoyed. Is he the gaffer? It. Is he, you know? Right. <laughs> I would have enjoyed the end if he had been on some stilts. You know, he was a murderer. That would have been <laughs> just <laughs> a trench wow. coat. That would have, been, that would have been the twist that you know, no one would have seen coming. Son of a! Yeah. How him, did we not see that? Him and two of his friends in a trench coat. That's right. There be, you go. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been oh. cool. I uh, I don't know, man. It's just one of those. This is one of those movies where I think it, had I seen it, this to me, this feels like that Elliot Gould thing that always freaks me out where the lady's head ends up in a fish tank. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, right. I just know if I watch it now. It's just going to be mostly boring dialogue and a one scene that's not nearly as gross as I thought it was when I was seven. You know what I mean? Like, that's how this feels. I think if I'd have seen this one as a kid, I'd have been, oh, man, every time there's that sound, her eyes go wide open and all she can see is a murderer walking around. Like, it would would have seemed super intense. In this case, they just, it's just not even that uh, fantastic. It's just sort of like, Every once in a while, she gets like a little w- weird migraine, and then that's it. That's the movie. That's it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's the only so much better with the dead zone right. with uh, Christopher Walken when he'd see stuff happening. Yeah. I, if this I guess what, policy, go ahead. I I just want to re- respond to what Scott just said because it sounds like the complaint here is that the movie wasn't about enough. Like that, there could have been a subplot around her art or something. Mm-hmm. of interest mm-hmm. right that would have that would have drawn you forward rather than just making you mark time waiting to find out yeah uh, there's I'm, absolutely and and that feeling is genuine because originally uh, john carpenter gets the uh, uh one of the, the top billing on the writing uh this is he originally created an 11 page treatment uh and had no further involvement after that uh and it was rewritten to a screenplay so i i think the seed of the idea uh, was very interesting, but I, I think once you actually try to execute, uh, you realize that watching weird photo shoots is is not a good time. Yeah, that's what it a, is, it's like a, a lot of fun. It's a Stephen King idea, kind of. Um, right, a lot of Stephen King. This, this immediately reminded me of it, premise wise. It's just the ex- execution that didn't didn't really do it for me. And by mm. the end, it was. I have so many questions about how it could be Tommy Lee Jones's character. Like, come on, man. Like right. you, what you got a you got a lifetime uh uh you know, decorated detective who's uh solving all sorts of crimes and and by the way, when we see him alone at crime scenes, he's not sitting there. I mean, he's he's doing work. Like it, it, it's not they they never really give a nod. The only nod is early on when he's at the gallery and they're looking at a giant boob on the wall. And he says to her well, and, before and he knows who she is, he goes, 
yeah, I think some of this stuff's just uh, smutty, whatever. And and so there's a, like a hint at, as to his motivations. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's it. And, and, and I just don't buy it. Like by the end, it's like when that turn happens, I'm like, all right, what the, that's stupid. It's him, right. and really. We're never given any sort of motivation for him being the killer. And there's, and if it was Stephen King, we would have gotten some sort of reason that she was given this ability. You know, like, right, right. Uh, I'm like not saying a, a comet, right, a comet a passing comet. through the upper atmosphere. Absolutely, you have to be a comet. Like her right. and Tommy Lee Jones both touching the same crystal skull at there the same go. time. Oh, yeah. yeah. But no, but some reason, like, the, you know, the fact that, all right, she's a photographer, so her eyes are very important. It would be really cool if um, the reason she had this ability also made her an excellent photographer. Like, you know, it was just a... Right. Uh, an extension of her abilities as a photographer that like gave her this, but no, it's, it's, it starts out of the blue for her. it starts with no reason. And there's no, no connection other than, no, oh, he's going to happen to be the guy who's investigating the deaths of all your friends is why. You yeah. And why, ro- why would he go through all this trouble? He's killed all the friends. I get it. it mm-hmm. uh, he, he now knows, I guess, because he's investigating her that she can see a point of view of it or whatever. You, you'd have killed her long before you fell for right. her. Like, just yes, come exactly. on. Ugh. And that whole thing in the park where they're walking around going, oh, I don't know, it's so unprofessional of us. And meh, the, the, like acting just went up to shit level and it just got dumb. I, oh, mm-hmm. Toward the end, I was just like, really, guys, this is where we're going. And I like this Tommy is- Lee Jones. I think that dude chews up the scenery. I think he's great. Even in this, I think yeah. he's good for what it is. But the minute he turns into that, it it's dumb. Now, what's his name again? John, what the character? John Wesley? Oh, uh, oh Neville. no, no, Neville. 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 Okay, a great Here's, name. Here, this annoyed me though because John she's she's now slept. <laughs> she's slept with him. They're together. They're gonna run off together. That's all. In, you know, that's what she's been told. So they're way down the re- the road on this relationship. Um, and when she when he turns, she starts going Neville. Neville, what's wrong, yeah, Neville? Yeah, and right. First, two reasons that's dumb. One, you wouldn't use his last name when this is happening because you already <laughs> no. know him as John. And secondly, it really, really diminishes the the evilness of the scene to just call anyone Neville. It's just so mm-hmm. pfft, like Neville, Neville, stop it! Like it's just a stupid, stupid name. And why are you saying his last name? Secondly, the, the uh, so this oh, is I, I, I chalked up any of that social awkwardness up to me not being able to truly relate to this subset of people because I, I could never, I, I don't live this life. I have no idea how these people may uh, act. Obviously their egos have to be huge. So I, I don't know if I could talk to someone like that. And I, I kind of feel like it's good that they give me kind of a cold distance because that's what I feel towards them anyway. Yeah. Their characters. They're not very so, likable. I can tell you that. And I also thought Raul Julia would have ended up with a bigger role. Here. Raul Julia. Mm-hmm. It to me was the, the jewel in this uh, piece of crap. I He's, mean, uh, yes and no. Like, I hate the character, and I was yes. like, I was like repulsed enough that I, I kind of wished he wasn't in the film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I want him in there. I, the, the character. I, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't, I didn't care for the character, but Raul Julia, man, he just, he's like, yeah, I'll take this. Yeah. I'll just make. He's like, it oh, you have a I'll scene here. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna now eat the yeah, scene. Just eat it up. Yeah, that's his job. Mm-hmm. But it, so, so I, I could me... either have gone for none of him or more of him. But the amount of him we got, I felt like it was a little lame. Right. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I mean, you can only handle so much of that, I guess. But 
I don't know. I at least he brought a little bit of interestingness to it. Right. Otherwise, there's just not a lot of likable people in this. And I feel like Faye Dunaway, it, who apparently on set was having fights with the director right. constantly, uh, was sort of phoning it in at the end, and just a lot of moments of like, and that's it. <laughs> exactly. Brett. Brad Dorif's uh, Tommy character, the limo driver, was probably one of the few that I could like. However, his character fell apart very quickly uh, when he did not really react to Lulu's death. Mm. Uh, his character had been kind of flirting uh, with Lulu throughout the uh, movie. And after she had died, he was just still Tommy, the limo driver, not Tommy, the I've lost my mind because despair, grief-ridden limo driver. Right? Do we right. have a that Do we have a favorite? Thing. I mean, my favorite thing he ever did was Deadwood. The, he's yeah, the doctor good. on there, and he was good. fantastic oh, yeah, in there. I forgot about him in Deadwood. Yeah, yeah. the drunk doctor is fantastic in there. Mm-hmm. But there is something in that dude's face, something in his eyes. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. he's also the perfect foil it looks for like this he movie. He could play a little small doll that would run around and uh, kill you <laughs> lots. <laughs> Yeah. Really, almost like a little redheaded, uh, yeah, a little redhead. Yeah, I'm telling you, of yeah. all of them, he was the thing that I liked the most in the film mm. and wanted to see the most of. And I realize it's he has like the central right. He's playing a troubled person, and this is like his wheelhouse, right? right? right. Mm-hmm. But man, I just, I just, I was just like this. I knew he wasn't the killer because the movie was telegraphing that mm, so right. freaking hard, yeah, right. and mm. and like he just did a great job. He he embodies this role yeah i agree yeah he, uh, I, I i honestly i kind of thought they were going to go the obvious route and say that it was him in the end and i thought well that'll be real dumb because from from minute one when he f- first opened the limo door i went oh well here's your guy they're going to make a scene like <laughs> the killer. Here's well, your murder. Scott, how, <laughs> how could you end with this barbara streisand song if he was the killer i don't Yay. understand <laughs> oh yeah she was supposed to be I in this you. by the way didn't she was supposed to be yeah the uh yeah. the the, the main know. Yeah, right. that was the that to... was the whole reason to uh, even move this thing from treatment to anything was because of uh, the idea to put Barbara Streisand in this in this uh, Laura Mars role, but yeah. she wanted to do the song, which was great. I I enjoyed her power ballad that was reminding me very much of a James Bond uh, song, bit. and yeah. it, mm-hmm. it started out that way. The whole movie seemed like it started out that way. The, it just reminds me of my night. mom and her obsession with her growing up. My mom just thought Barbara Streisand was the end all be all of all time of of anything. So, everybody's right. yeah. mom by the way yeah. i don't want to <laughs> yeah, all of our true. moms yeah. i i noticed something that when we watch a movie where the woman is uh, a woman is in the lead we don't do the thing we always do when a man is in the lead which is talk about who else could have played the role mm. and i just want to say i would have loved to see jane fonda in this role sure why not mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. she, she was kind of in trouble then yeah, though wasn't she wasn't she everyone was mad at her then for her no, this probably was still, this was still we liked jane fonda it wasn't oh, until yeah, um yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was. Well, doing, no, I mean, but she, mean she made everybody angry during Vietnam. Yeah, the right? Vietnam thing is what I'm that, thinking of. Yeah, because she kind of oh, got. Okay. She kind of got blacklisted yeah. for a bit, and then I don't remember yeah. how things turned around. But she, you know, she was still Hanoi Jane for for None, a lot I mean, of the seventies. Nonetheless, she made. She was making movies at this time. The Electric Horseman was just a year later. You know, yeah. she uh, she made fun with Dick and Jane a year before this. Like, mm. it's not. She's just not like. She wasn't blacklisted or anything. And I think it would have been really interesting to see her portraying this sort of like internal terror that which right. Faye Dunaway was fine. It just like it's fun to think about other people doing it. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we ought to stay within the movie and replace and, and switch 
Tommy Lee Jones with Faye Dunaway and switch their character and roles. Mm. I'd like to see that movie. Mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What Tommy Lee Jones is a photographer or, or, or yeah, okay. yeah. All right. What if what if Tommy he Jones a photographer and this... Faye Dunaway is the over? Whoa! This is that. Oh, there this goes is, that. There goes Sky. that. That's a sound Sandy Mandoundy. I think his internet just took a poop. Um, so looking through, uh, I was I was going back and kind of looking through some other Brad Dury roles because um, I know I'd seen him in a whole bunch of other things. The dude does not age. First of all, I mean he looks pretty close to the same now as he did back in 1978 when this was out. But um, he was in one of the uh, one of the best X Files episodes, Beyond the Sea, where he's a death row inmate that can see. Um, predict where or not predict he's able to uh see telepathically where two kidnapped college students are oh he's uh luther lee boggs oh really and i just remember that being one of the one of the best uh x-files uh episodes oh i have no memory of that that's crazy mm-hmm. so what what his deal with chucky he really is the voice of chucky has he always been the voice of chucky like since the beginning or oh, good go. question. Him? I don't know. Hold on. That would be Nor a do I, question, and he's out. He's out of Discord right now. I realized I I don't care about him doing anything except Grima Worm Tongue. Like for me, that is the the peak of a, a career right there. Mm. It's a pretty uh-huh. good one, but it's also pretty yeah. one note. It's just sort of whisper in the king's ear and tell him dumb shit. You know, like <laughs> oh, but the trembling and the long looks and oh, he's amazing. Yeah, well, I love him. I mean, he's I think he's great. And I'm. I say that in a way that sounds weird, but I really do like him. I, I I could watch him in just about anything, and he's still doing all kinds of stuff. He's in like, oh my gosh, eight pre-production stuff, uh, filming wow. post-production. They're in the middle of filming the Deadwood movie, which I can't freaking wait for. He's in that. So looking looking through his uh, list, it looks like the first Child's Play movie is doesn't have Chucky speaking. I guess is the. Well, no, he's so he's isn't... actually he's actually in the film, mm. uh, so th- I don't but think he's not. Credited him. Like he, but he he's not credited in. Okay, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah, he's, yes, he's an uh, actor. He, he does. Okay, right. right. Yes, he's okay. So yes, Scott, he is in all of the Child's Play movies, like just movie after movie after. So movie in those Chucky right, movies, right. is the pre- I I can't remember the premise. The premise is that a serial killer's spirit is basically in a doll now or something. Right. He, he, uh, he, he gets, he gets chased by a police officer who is in pursuit of, of, of him. And he's in a toy store and, uh, he has, he basically, uh, mystically transfers his, uh, essence into the doll. He and a doll touch the same crystal right. skull at the same time and say, I wish <laughs> I was the other person. Great. And then it explodes. And then the, and then the toy store explodes, the toy store explodes. And, uh, so at that point in time, some backstreet people, uh, get the toy and they sell the, the Chucky doll on the black market. And this mom who is hard on hard times purchases the doll. And then, uh, then it goes from there. Okay, and then but but is he the serial killer that's in the store when it blows up? Is it Brad Dorf? Yes, he is. is. Brad he is. Okay, I need to watch. Yes, I haven't seen Chucky in so long. I don't remember anything yeah. about it. We should watch that at some point. Oh yeah, um, but what a what a career this guy had. Like he, I mean, he was in uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Dune. He was Peter DeVries in Dune. Yeah. Um, lots and lots of appearances on TV shows that I hold in really high regard from like mm-hmm. the 80s. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like yeah. he was in Miami Vice. He was in the Equalizer, Law and Order. You know, so fourth, he was in the fourth Alien movie. Yeah. People are uh, like, of, uh, which I like a lot more than other people do. But anyway, the the like, he's like this. Hey, Hollywood, anyone looking for a weirdo with crazy eyes? Here's your mm-hmm. here's your guy because he has got the nuttiest face. He looks like he's about to pop yeah. any minute and stab us all in the neck with a pen real hard. You mm-hmm. know, but yeah, like. Like most people would like to get a credit, they'd like to get a SAG card. This guy starts off in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and then like twenty eight years later appears in Return of the King. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. And he's just got a face to him that you can't match, and nobody else looks like that guy. It really does. His yeah. accent I mean, he's never going to play the romantic lead, but no. But he's you know he's always going to be. I mean I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a movie I haven't seen where he does play the sympathetic character and it's more the oh, i just um, don't even know like if you even look at his ancient uh imdb photo i can't even tell what this yeah. is from let's see does it say <laughs> yeah it's in One ragtime the cougar's nest, right? this, no this nest. is from ragtime in 81 as his imdb yeah. right 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 yeah and it, and if you look at it he's this nicely dressed dude in a hat in the 20s with a nice bow tie and stuff he still looks skeevy as hell he looked like he's about right. to kill everybody like (laughs) the guy can't do anything else that's just he just can't Uh, do it by the way speaking of the worst imdb photo of the movie i think i think this is the first one we've ever had a movie where a woman in an imdb photo is naked from the waist down what her name is anna anderson okay it's unbelievable i don't think i've ever seen this before you go to the go to eyes of laura mars Look oh. deep. Look deep for Anna Anderson. Her IMDb photo has her naked from the waist down. Anna Not Anderson. Wow. It's in it's in profile, so don't don't freak out. Yeah, and it yeah. is the seventies, so look out. I can't find uh, her here. Anna. Anna Anderson. Oh yeah, Anderson. there she is. She one of the models, I guess, or something. Yes. Yeah. She was. Yep. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> she was this is true. I don't think we've ever had that. She was only in two movies: uh, Eyes of Laura Mars and something called Portfolio. She yeah, was a she Ford played a Ford model. model. Yeah, I wonder if that's Ford a character named Ford Model. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to tell. Hi, I'm Ford Model. Yeah, that's a very odd thing. I think that photo she might even Cressida. that might even be from Eyes of Laura Mars. That photo, I don't yeah, know. It might be. Yeah, because yeah. they had that one. They had that one multiple shot thing where two ladies are laying around and one of them's like missing her bottom, and, I, <laughs> and nobody can. And, and you can't really tell why. There doesn't seem to be a point to it. It's not, you know, porn exactly. It's just like, all right, well, no. I've lost my pants is kind of what it felt like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't know where they are. It's a, it's an odd little thing. Um, Here's some fun trivia for you. We talked about Streisand. We talked about Carpenter. Uh, The film, uh, here's an important note, though. The film cast includes two Oscar winners, Faye Dunaway, although n- definitely not for this, uh, and Tommy Lee Jones, also not for this, and um, Oscar nominee Brad Dorif, or Dorif, or have you say it, uh, what was he nominated for? I bet it was Cuckoo's Nest, wasn't it, or something? Yes, yeah, yeah Probably, it has yeah. to be. Yeah, he's really yeah. prominent in that. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, this is one of my favorite things because we kind of have. I do this with the alternate titles on the show, and it's probably because of my upbringing with Mad Magazine. But the Mad Magazine parody of this movie, which was an issue uh, two hundred six, published in nineteen seventy nine, uh, named it "Eyes of Lurid Mess." <laughs> oh yeah is when that I was not trying the to most come up with mad the, magazine name you ever heard in your life oh my gosh when i, when I was trying to come up with a porn porn parody i, I was thinking thighs of lurid something but i couldn't figure out the last word <laughs> there you go uh no dialogue in the movie until like six or seven minutes in which kind of bugged me mm-hmm. and uh 
it was really quiet at the start. Yeah. I wondered if I was being if there was a trick being played on me and I was supposed to keep creeping up my volume. Yeah. Now the lady in the apartment who got killed. What the was her one with the, well, the two you mean the two roommates? No, no, no. The one with the the, pup, the first one. The first oh, lady. That yeah. been, was she yeah, just was, a random her... killing or what was it? No, no, no. That was her publisher, right? That was her Oh, not uh, the one that cut out of the magazine. I mean the one that was uh passed by the guy with the dog in the vision. Oh, uh Ron Julius wife no. yeah, Ron- oh that's who that oh or, I, got, I, date, ne- yeah. I never connected that they're there they were together date. <laughs> right there she, she was, was the, the one that was in the apartment when he was lounging around and being gross right right okay. and she's the one who set up the uh, uh the show i the think gallery the right. gallery yeah. okay so they so everybody that was killed was somehow related to her in some way mm-hmm. okay i right. i this for some reason some of those people just felt weirdly disconnected random yeah like they were just random victims and not not connected to her, but now it makes sense. Oh, by I the guess. way, yeah. Also, that's exactly how I imagine uh, two models spend their afternoon, uh, you know, buttering, <laughs> you know, rubbing each other down naked. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what you do. It's, yeah. It's you know, it's the way we always imagined uh, pajama parties, sleepovers, yeah. and you know, always have pillow fights in their underwear. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. And they'd always have an answering machine that goes, "Hi, this is Lulu and Michelle. Love... We're not home, so go to hell." Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That was actually my favorite part. Please tell me you, you captured that. I don't know if I did. I might. Oh, have. I don't know. We so might have. I'll, I'll check. It, it annoyed me. I didn't like it, so I may yeah. not have recorded it. Uh, I love the. Uh, yeah. The the funeral, by the way, the the eulogy at their funeral, their their dual funeral, oh, yeah, yes, <laughs> where that was where hilarious. The, where the eulogist even goes into the dictionary defines model as. <laughs> that was the most insulting eulogy ever. It totally was. First off, well, you don't even get your own funeral. Second, right. the eulogist is going to do the the dictionary defines death as right. not you being get this, alive. Like, you anymore. get this like two for one deal at the at the freaking mortuary. <laughs> right. It's really weird that bit, but yeah. I so I have. That's so small. We'll put them in the same. Yeah, casket. maybe they're in the same casket. <laughs> I I have to I have to tell you guys a story, and you guys tell me if you think this is nuts because I think it is. But I had a teacher in high school who was an art teacher, and she claimed basically the premise of the film. She says, or she used to tell us in class that creative people, whether they're artists or you know whatever, uh would output stuff. She believed that they, we would, the, the work you would output as an artist was stuff you would feel happening somewhere else. Not necessarily murders, but the way that she, you know, her photos match the murder scene photos so mm-hmm. perfectly or whatever. This artist used to tell us that if you, if you painted a, a guy falling off a building, as an example, uh, it, there's somewhere, someplace, some guy is actually falling off that exact so building. So some kind of, clairvoyant muse of yeah. some sort. She believed this right. and she would tell her in high school that she in our class she would tell us advanced painting painting two was the class. And she would so, get up and tell all of this, this this stuff and it was it seemed like I mean it's it's horse shit, but I but I still to this hey, day can't believe you she you don't know is horseshit. Yeah. Actually, somewhere actually, somewhere out there Mario's running around naked. Yeah. yeah. I, I completely agree with it though. I like you know I, I grew up playing the piano and uh you know being taught uh, classical and then jazz piano and a lot of people who you know sit and talk about the emotion of your music is something that the audience is either going to connect with or they aren't yeah. and you can't invent something new there's nothing new under the sun so your job is to connect them with something that is real and familiar that they might actually imagine you know feeling and like i i think that is 
pretty applicable to all of art. I, I agree. Like that level of it, totally agree. She was literally saying that if I drew a guy jumping off a building, somewhere a guy was jumping off a building, like I would cause it. Now, does she, oh, she teaching to a cause. <laughs> or, or not, either I was it. causing it or, or the thing was causing me to draw it. Like she had this, she, she, she sure, believed in this it somewhere. Yeah. She thought full, she was full on Laura Mars in her eyes in this thing. Right. Like right. that's so what she went to her house. She probably fruit, had, by the way, <laughs> I'm doing a still life of fruit somewhere, someplace, yeah. somebody's eating some bad plastic fruit, <laughs> but yeah, like she was, she was all crazy about it. Cause I, up to a point, I'm totally in agreement. Like that's, that is how you connect with your viewers, listeners, watchers, uh-huh. readers, whatever. But she was like so literal about it. It used to freak us out. And she had a lot of other weird ideas, most of which I've forgotten. But I remember there were days in class where you're just like, what the frick is she talking about? Just, mm. just remember, Scott, it's only a weird idea until it's true. Yeah, I guess so. Mm, sure. So I don't have a gross moment in this movie. Um, what? Yeah, I don't really. Uh, it's all just kind of gross. I mean, and by gross, I just mean generally like ugh, it's just all so seventies. It's just pasted. It is. In the 70s. There is a very there is a very weird unease that comes from watching a movie that's this seventies. I yeah. don't know what it is, but it just and, feels like. And part I of agree. In a lot of it's intentional. I mean, of course, there's some unintentional things just because every, every child growing up always looked at you know their grandparents homes and went what is this weird smell and it, you'll always hate your uh your you know that cologne smell or wherever they had in there but i will say this the part that grows to me out was a a bit of dialogue that created a a a a, a smell in my nose that i just did not want there and it was when the oh God. Okay. when the when the cops were in tommy's apartment and they're they're digging through all this you know, this porn that he has hung up and is, you know, he's celebrating all this filth. Uh, and uh, one of the guys says, it smells like a gorilla cage in here. Mm. And for some reason, <laughs> I could just, I could just smell that apartment for some reason. It just smelled like sweat and poo and just, ah. So was that, <laughs> was that Doris apartment or was that was his apartment, right? That was his apartment. Yeah, yeah Tommy's yeah. Tommy's apartment. Well, yeah, wait, uh, was it Tommy Lee's apartment? Because the other guy came. No, no, no. no that that no, was no. also confusing too. No, no. The character, uh, the character who played Tommy, the limo driver, uh, was. Oh, was, oh, oh, uh, to- that Tommy. Yeah, okay, sorry. The, the, yeah, the limo driver, and so, which by the way, also was fun because I was trying to imagine when they were filming. And uh, the director had to tell Tommy Lee Jones, "I need you to run down New York full speed, screaming Tommy." Good luck. Yeah, how fun is that? Right. Yelling, yelling your own your name. Own name. Yeah. Tommy! Yeah. Hey, are you, you're not related to Dunaway, Faye Dunaway at all, are you? Have you checked that uh, out? Not, uh, not to my uh, knowledge. Not not close enoughly related that I would get any residual income. Okay. How's that? All That's right. weird. I'm totally related to my cousin Michael. Oh, right? check that out. <laughs> Michael B. or Mike, just Michael? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I may be related to both of them. Now that <laughs> you it. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The, the B is the only difference between those guys. It smells like a gorilla cage in here. I know, nasty. It is. Okay, I'll give you that one. That was pretty, did, pretty did, gross. I, I'll tell you, I don't know if you guys noticed or, or uh, really were paying attention, but there was so much off-screen dialogue in this movie that was just so absurd. I mean, just, just constantly oh, yeah, lots of all weird this little weird comments, yeah. extra kind of stuff. Like, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. you know, background conversations. Usually in a lots of movies, they'll have background conversations and they will, you know, direct the extras to keep it at a certain level. 
Uh, this sounded like they added in conversation post in in the sound stage, and so everything was very clear, uh, even though it was off screen and it was it was just very off putting to me. Well, I didn't, Gene I didn't Sh- like the, the, the Gene Shallot looking transfer. guy that was kind of right. him. The Gene Shallot guy would always say something stupid off off scene. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Randy. What? You, oh, you didn't like the? I, I didn't transfer. like the sound transfer. Uh, this, yeah, uh, you know, and, and you know, it's it's Amazon Prime. Who knows what it is, but. I was really, really frustrated by. Well, the original the may have sucked. It may have just been bad from the top down. I think down. it's just bad. Yeah, I think. It's I mean, bad the seventies. I remember as a kid, very young, in in this era, that uh, theaters weren't even stereo half the time. They were like right a big mono speaker it. somewhere, and you know they didn't care. And about they're that. and they're and they're filming uh, a lot of this stuff, you know, in locations where uh, it's very noisy, and so everything has to be done, uh, you know, on a soundstage afterwards, and it yeah. just there wasn't a a real good uh leveling of of that of that audio do you which think is, which no. is a shame. they hadn't figured out how to do post really well right <laughs> or at least at least uh this guy didn't figure out how right to do this post guy really didn't well. this yeah. guy now that i think about it the grossest thing i'm thinking about right now is gene chalet's mustache i'm gonna stop thinking about right. him <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that thing how just much a, popcorn oh. butter do you think is in gene oh, my all, all of it perpetually well, you could ring it out over a uh, <laughs> Over uh, a large, it's like an outdoor uh, waterfall uh, treatment. It's just constantly regurgitating <laughs> itself. It's the same butter just going rrr, rrr, rotating through. Right. Oh, that's oh. disgusting. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. I did notice that uh, the weapon of choice here seemed like the weapon of choice for all seventies thrillers. Ice yeah. picks, always an ice, ice pick. pick. Yep. Yeah. Right. Ice picks. For whatever reason, growing up, every I felt like every drama had an ice pick in it, and I don't know why. It's a very quick. It's a very quick uh, uh, murder weapon. Uh, it was uh, Tommy Lee Jones in the uh, in the back room with the ice pick. It was uh, stabbing in the eye. Such a quick, just right into the eye. Ugh. Right also, into the brain, mm-hmm, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, this was just right before a turning point for ice uh, machine technology. Right. Yeah, it totally apparently, did. Right, people yeah. were still using ice picks. Yeah. I don't even know, like, I, I like what maybe just someone figured out how to machine ice cubes yeah. way better. I guess in 1980. so. I mean, was right. there a time that you'd have a big block of ice delivered to your house, and then yeah. <laughs> yes, there it was a time yep. to fix yourself yes. a, an old Not fashioned. Us. Yep, right. <laughs> just that's like, how you did it. it. Only, did only it. back then it was just called a fashioned, yeah. Brian. Yeah, it wasn't a <laughs> it was just a fashion. It was a new fashion then. But yeah, no, they fashion. would bring. My yeah. grandma would describe this: bring a big block of ice. She had a service that would bring it, and she would put that in a freezer. Uh, so it would keep, but to get ice out of it, she had to go down there and ice pick it. And I think today, the ice man cometh. Unless you do something with it, like a period piece or something. If you had an ice pick today, I, I don't know how many people would even know what the hell that I, is. Yeah. I've I've wielded a ice pick for uh, a few seasons myself. I did some uh, did some furniture reupholstery, and one of the ways that we got the uh, staples out was an ice pick. Mm. And I used to envision stabbing people in the eye with it. Do you, ever, <laughs> do you ever go? Well, that's not weird at all. No, that's not. Oh, is that is that not normal? No, that's okay. totally normal. Don't worry about it. Uh, have you got anybody cool, cool, cool. here besides me gone um, ice blocking? You ever done that? Where you get on a big what? old ice block? Wait, the total the total quiet in the room tells you is that. This like the, is this Why like the beginning of? Is yeah, it's like the beginning of uh, Frozen where you go <laughs> no. cut ice. Oh, maybe. Well, okay. So I can't remember how Frozen begins, but. It's like uh, so. What you did, what you do is you go down to Walmart. Walmart has two kinds of ice you can buy. You can buy the big giant blocks; those are usually used to just 
you know, line the inside of areas to keep things cool. You're building an igloo. Yeah. yeah, or whatever. Or you can buy the <laughs> the cubes. What we would do, and we did this just a couple a couple winters ago again, but as a kid I did it all the time too. But you go buy ice blocks, take it to um, you know, a, a hill where people are sledding and stuff, and then you put a towel on the block which will immediately kind of stick to it because of the way ice kind of behaves. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you sit on that towel so that you're not right on the block. And then you ride that thing like a cart down the hill. And it's fan-freaking-tastic. I can't believe I nobody else has done this. this. This southern boy has never seen Walmart sell a block of ice. <laughs> they they I don't definitely even, do. I didn't even they know this make was it to the parking thing. lot in uh, South <laughs> Carolina. Because <laughs> I... I grew up in Texas, and I we would buy block ice to go camping all the time. You put a you put two bl- big blocks of ice in one of your ice chests, and then yeah. you're able to keep everything cold. For all the day. of our ice is cubed. Yeah. Everything we have is cubed. Well, and maybe I mean I don't know if this is the reason why we have a bunch of it here. Because if you go here, they have entire machines dedicated to just the blocks. But maybe people are buy- buying them to go to go sledding down a hill. I don't know, but. We it's hmm. really fun and probably horribly dangerous. We just never really thought about it that way. Yeah, I mean it feels it feels like at least with a a sled or a toboggan, the front of it has a lip up so that if there's a rock or something, it's not going to stop you dead in your tracks and make your face go into the ground. Well, Whereas if you're like on a block of ice, if that thing hits a hits a pebble that's lodged well into the ground, you're stopped. You're, it's like just that a, is end, the uh, end of your trip. I mean, I will admit the best combination of factors are the perfect kind of weather. Uh, which is not entirely freezing frozen weather, but yeah. a little bit wet snow. And you can create this like, and it, it actually helps to have other people on tubes and stuff because they're patting it down and creating a slick sure. surface anyway, but never had that happen. And I, and you're not wrong. It's a block, you know, it shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't be a good idea and it should nose that. It's not aerodynamic at all either. No. Plus I'm, I don't know why I'm visualizing Bazooka Joe taking a couple of ice blocks and belting them to his feet. And and uh, what are you doing, Bazooka Joe? I'm going ice skating. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody may have done that for all I know too. But it's really fun and exhilarating. I have wow. to admit. I used to take my put my kids on my lap and fly down that hill in there, and no one ever got hurt. Wow, there is there is there is uh, no place near me that sells ice by the block unless I go up the road uh, quite a ways and go to places that specialize such as twice the ice holiday ice and uh ice occasions north carolina so I hold on a second it. all what was the first one uh twice the ice twice the ice <laughs> nice. i love that name you should go nice. up there and just yeah. tell us what what's what it's like at twice the ice and is it uh, i'm sure they give you all kinds of ice formats not just blocked right right they probably we have you- cubes and triangles and Dry, you probably get dry ice there if you need it. Dry ice. Oh yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Twice the dry ice. Twice. That's not. That's not. That's not ice you should be messing with. Dry <laughs> ice is diff- a different thing sure. altogether. Yeah, but I don't know. So, it's now that it's the season again. Maybe I'll do it again and film it this time or something. I'll but, bet you there's a statistic, and you go back in time, and deaths from dry ice is an actual number, like thirty years ago. Oh, probably that stuff was crazy, especially if you. I guess what was the deal if you left dry ice out? uh in the open in a certain right. kind it, of it, it, enough of it could fill your house with with so much uh you know non oxygen that you would uh asphyxiate yeah that's what it was and it's kind of wow. a silent killer because you can't really tell and yeah i think there probably are statistics about that people die that's from crazy. dumb stuff all the time they're yeah. probably people also oh, don't fart too much in the elevator i mean these are all things that are true <laughs> that <laughs> also that reduces the amount of oxygen in the, in the elevator yeah that's true um i 
I decided uh, I wanted to really quickly see if there were like a list of movies where the ice pick was used as a, as the murder weapon. Yeah. I right. didn't find that, but I did find a 2012 article from the New York Times about how the ice pick is is uh, coming back in style as a murder weapon. Oh. Oh, nice. <laughs> like an actual <laughs> murder weapon? Yeah. Like there's a photo of a guy pointing to a scar in his arm saying, uh, Man Rosa of the Bronx recently showed off the scars from an ice pick attack two years ago. Quote, the ice pick, from what I know, is the new thing, mm. he said. Wow. <laughs> Basic Instinct so had the- an ice pick, didn't it? Do I remember that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Basic Instinct. That's the one, one of the ones I'm thinking of. Is the- um, and uh, Angel Heart, uh, Mickey Rourke, you know, uses an ice pick to jab some ice a bunch before he stabs somebody in the eye. Is that the game, the, um, the, the movie with the Cosby kid with a gun on her hooter? Is yes, that the one? Okay. that's the one. All right, yeah. just making sure I remember the right one there. <laughs> uh, Film School Rejects has a whole list of these. Oh, no, you know what it is. It's just the most mundane weapons. Lawnmowers, clock, uh, fa- uh, Death by Phallic Art and Clockwork Orange. Death by Hockey Skate and Halloween H2O. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Death by Garage Death, Door Scream. Or Death in- by Chocolate down at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> mm. Death by Toilet and Boondock Saints. That was pretty See, good. It doesn't feel like it's as out there as some of those. Like a lawnmower, you wouldn't say, oh, yeah, lawnmower, man. Uh, great for lawns, but boy, is that a murder weapon. At least you look at an ice pick and say, man, that's a murder weapon. Oh, but Jay, I guess you could also use it to break a chunk of ice off a block. Yeah. And for some reason, an ice pick is going into the face. I don't know why, but we, we, we oh, pick yeah. up an ice pick and it goes toward the face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It always does, right toward the eye in this case. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, I forgot that one of my least favorite deaths in a movie was by bowling pin. Um, and that was in, uh, there will be blood. Do you guys remember that? You won't drink your milkshake. And then beat him with a bowling pin. Yep. Right. That worked out great. Kills that last guy with it. Yeah. (laughs) That guy, (coughs) he deserved it. uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. He deserved it. His character. I mean, I'm not, you know, his character deserved it. He was a dick. Not advocating murder. No, 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 no. Of course not. No, No, nobody wants to do that. All right, we're going to uh, do some uh, clippage. Uh, how's that sound? Is yeah. everybody ready for Sounds that? Sounds great. Uh, here's, uh, here's one. Here's a clip for you. Hold on. Nope. There it is. Uh, I'm not sure I follow what this person means, so here I'll play it, and you guys can help me out. Here you go. So here it comes right back at you, and we'll use murder to sell deodorant so that you'll just get bored with murder. Right? I don't get it. Yeah, she's explaining why this combination of sex and violence <clears throat> is so popular with uh Faye Dunaway's photos I guess oh all right. well, and she's also trying to excuse it she's she's coming up with this ridiculous notion that if you popularize this thing that people don't like that they will become used to it and then that will become something that they're not as like mystified or freaked out about so mm. like we have a murder a crime wave, right? So let's show crime, and then people will be like, oh, crime's boring. I'm not going to do any more crimes. Yeah, good point. Selling deodorant's just a weird thing to throw in there, mm-hmm. but whatever. Hey, uh, boy, I'd, if, if if Old Spice uh, had a naked lady with a gun, boy, I'd be buying Old Spice left and right. That would be the... Is that the <laughs> ad? I think that's the one with the that. so, yeah. They usually whistle it, I guess. Uh, right. Here's Tommy Lee John, Jones, Jones. There's Tommy Lee Jones being very young. Here you go. Yes, I think it's really uh, tragic that this is the kind of junk that's passing for art these days. Yeah, no country for young men. Is what but I should looking at that. this stuff makes me want to kill somebody or a bunch of people around somebody. <laughs> 
got 50 bucks. It always reminds me of that voice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's kind of my Ernest Borgen head. Uh, here's 70s sounding lady yelling a swear word. It's pretty good. Here you go. Oh, shit. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's great. That's yeah. good oh, movie. shit. I'm going to use that again later, I think. Uh, here's that guy that looks like Gene Shalit saying a thing. Don't give me an ulcer. Don't give me an ulcer. <laughs> hey, what happened okay. to Dunaway? He's not in our room anymore. Oh. He disappeared. We'll, we'll find Dunaway. I thought he was quiet. We'll fade Dunaway. <laughs> he's he's seen the movie, so you can keep doing clips. He, yeah. he knows what they are. Yeah, he knows what's up here. All right, here's a horrible sound, and whenever it would happen, she'd have a vision. Here you go. <laughs> Actually, decently effective. Yeah, a, what, you know. what you can't hear is the because it's a visual is the ridiculous zoom into the face mm-hmm. that became like a trope for telenovelas yep you know what i mean like yep. this movie is filled with that ridiculous zoom and it like it gets tiresome i'm like am i watching am i watching telenovelas no it was, it was the 70s here? man it was it was the time for Quick zooms and ladies not wearing pants on their IMDb photos. That was what we it's, did. It's we something lived. that Quentin Tarantino used really well with uh, Kill Bill. That mm-hmm. yeah, he loves doing that. He totally does. And you can always and when you see him doing it, you're like, oh, you're just uh, you love seventies movies. So here exactly, you are doing yeah. this. Yeah, saw that done, and you're gonna do it. <laughs> By the way, I didn't even we didn't even talk about the fact that. Uh, for Faye Dunaway, when she uh, has these visions and she says that's the only thing that she can see, mm-hmm. right? And she just freezes like, it's like I'm seeing through this camera lens and I don't see the things that are right in front of me. Mm. Um, do we like the fact that she just continued to drive the car? No, I don't. In <laughs> fact, no, it bugged me. Yeah. yeah. I wrote it down even. It's like, what the H is this about? Like, yeah. if you can't see what's in front of you, you're, I mean... Maybe I don't, it's time to pull over so you're not the murderer. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy it is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think that – they didn't so, explain how that worked very well. Well, they had to They had to have her driving a car, right? Because they had. They were ruling out or they were ruling – trying to rule in Tommy, right, as yeah. as the killer still, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it just – oh, I know. Man, that, there were a lot of – there were a lot of scenes outside in the streets and stuff where I was way too busy looking at background and extras and this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I had a hard time with those scenes because I guess, I guess filming used to be a lot more controlled. Like Mm -hmm. they would block off a whole city street and everybody out there was like an actor who was trying to look normal, but they weren't normal, you know? Yeah. And they did that in, um, in this, with that scene with the burning cars and stuff and the models fighting, pulling each other's hair. There's something in the trivia about how that took, five days or something and they had to have this whole cordoned off area like i don't know how you get away with that in new york mm. just don't get it like i understand well whatever movies are movies and there's make- a there's a scene right after that where she's riding in a cab and gets into a traffic jam and she has to get out and walk mm-hmm. and that scene when you when the camera pulls back and you watch her crossing the street and walking down the sidewalk everything looks just so and it's like it feels like a sound stage yeah and it, i don't know why it just bugged me like I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what, what you're supposed to do, but it didn't feel normal. A lot of weird echo, too, in some of those scenes that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a cranky taxi guy. Everyone loves a cranky taxi guy. So here's here's ours today. Look, I, I have an appointment. I'll get out here. Me, I got nothing to do, right, lady? I just sit here all day, huh? Yeah, hey. What do you think of that? That's eh? the scene. <laughs> that's the scene I was just describing. Yeah, that's true. It's bad. Yeah, and it's fun. You know, it's funny. It's like, well... 
but if we were still continuing on our drive, you'd still be stuck here. So what does it matter? I'm going to get out and walk. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, exactly. because he would get paid more. She's going to oh. stop and pay him, and oh. so he's not going to get as much as he would have if she'd oh. stayed right. in the car. Unlike, yeah, but no, we can get a fare sooner. I don't know. We're, ch- we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're spoiled with Uber and Lyft with like the way that it's just like your rate's done. You paid for it before the guy got there. You're not going to pay more, you know, and you may get a discount because he, he took too long. You know, like it's so, so different now. I also, need a discount. Oh, hi, Brian Dunaway. Hi. You do. You need, a dis- you need a discount on computer equipment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need a discount on Discord because finally I was just like, forget it. And I restarted and Discord did an update. So oh. because my connection was fantastic, I was getting like five meg up and 40 meg down. And I'm like, why am I Skyping? It makes no sense at all. Yeah. Apparently it was a, a Discord update that needed to be performed. Oh, lame. Well, I feel like I'm sounding a lot better now. You do sound better. You do. You sound great. Yeah. yeah. You sound real Discord. good. Well, that's you're right in time for the, uh, for Rene Aubergenois to yell the name Bert. So I'm going to play that for you. Here it is. Bert. That's it. Just said he said, <laughs> he said he said Bert a lot, and I kept trying to figure yes. out because Bert was also a producer. So I guess he was one of the money men, and he was he was always talking to Otto. And uh, I, were were they supposed to be a thing? I never could quite. Do you mean Odo? <laughs> you say Odo. Odo. I'm sorry. Did I say Odo? Yeah, Odo. Odo is what I meant. <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to imply that or not, but he was just such a backgroundy weird. Bert. He was always giving him that coy Bert. 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 Like they had like Bert. some kind of right. relationship. Bert. Bert. It sounds like Ernie. Bert. No, no. It sounds like Bert. Ernie. If Ernie and Bert's names were swapped, this would be. Who is currently Bert saying Ernie, but now it's Bert. Bert. Because he was always irritated Ernie. with Ernie. Yeah. Bert. Ernie. Bert. Bert. Here's uh, Odo. Benson. I wrote Odo is nutty in this, and here's some dialogue. Frankly, I don't do Rona Barrett. How'd you like to see my Bob Walters? Hey, I do a terrific Lloyd Bridges. He actually does. That face no, he made was pretty he, funny. That, he does a terrible Lloyd Bridges. That face that, he made was that great. Scene, <laughs> That scene was in a police department where a bunch of different people are being interrogated about the murder. And it's like, it was so disjointed and unnecessary that I, that I hated it. I was mad at the movie. Like, why are you doing this? I hated it. It's a little seventies kind of thing. Also just everyone sitting next to hookers. That's so seventies. Like there's always three or four hookers sitting around and and everyone's uncomfortable because they're, they feel like now they look like hookers. That's like the oldest stupid thing in the book in those, in that era. Uh, here's Raul Julia hey, hamming if, it if up. Your friend, oh, uh, yeah. If your buddy was a photographer and uh, and she gave you a giant framed photo of you with one of the worst expressions on your face at your party, would you hang that thing up? No. Oh yeah. Would you say, "Wow, you really wasted a lot of money having that thing printed really large and then having it framed, yeah. and this is going to basically go in the behind the couch." I'd say, you "Oh, this is great," and then I'd put it to the side, and then later I'd I'd get rid of it. You would find that anything that you give me, I will hang up. It really? is uh, <laughs> I, really. Oh, here's a that's, a that's a nice picture of uh, somebody's vagina. I'll just put that right on your wall. Well, of course again. you will. What if I give you like a Maplethorpe uh, wiener wrapped in leather or whatever that guy used to do with his photos? What if I give you that? What if you had a wiener man on your wall? Would you do that? Oh yeah, yeah. Why not? All right, just don't it's put just, it on the stream. You know, it's just a wall. I mean. <laughs> It's just, it's just a, it's just a wall, guys. <laughs> it's just a wall. It's know. no one's, no one's gonna be offended if there's an ugly penis on. on I mean, it's just a wall with an ugly it's, penis. It's, it's my wall. If you don't like the wall, stop. Yeah, looking get at out it. of my room. Exactly. <laughs> right. All right. Here's Raul Julia hamming it up. Don't look at me like that. I did not kill Elaine. 
What reason would I have to kill her? She was the best meal ticket I ever had. Second best. I was the best. I was the best. Mm. And, and there goes more of that audio question. It's like they're, like they're yeah. talking in the middle of a, uh, or in the very front of a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great comparison. I mean, I was, I was going to say, that's like a bathroom. It's like whatever, but that's actually more like, like it's just poor uh, acoustics. Yeah, it's just not it really good. Is. And there's a bunch of times in the movie where they do that, but whatever. Seventy-eight. Uh, so I don't know what this is. I was your husband. I was never your friend. Oh yeah, he was starting. That's to very wrong. Wow, what a delivered line. <laughs> what a romantic Watch thing to say to a woman. <laughs> yeah, I bet That's she just... really appreciated it. You know. Oh. What a sweetheart he is. He also says yeah. this. You deliberately provoke me. Jeez. That's a keeper. Yeah, you, that's, you, that's what he used later. On. Yeah, I can does, use that all the time. Does every does every one of these lines of dialogue sound like it was recording and recorded at like the batting cages? <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> you deliberately provoke me. The batting cages. That's a good comparison too. Yeah. Oh, that's such a funny one, dude. Because it's yeah. I know what you're saying. Like I that can totally Inside relate to a that. racquetball court. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there's something. <laughs> you deliberately provoke me. <laughs> God, it's really great. All right, here's um. Oh my gosh, I'm where I'm lost now. Okay, here's another where he says a dumb thing. I played this at the top of the show too. Oh, but you, instant star of the world of chic, 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 <laughs> chic. That was a word people liked back then. It seems like he didn't get many lines in the uh, in the film. I think you captured all of them. Yeah, I may have. Yeah. He didn't really talk much. So when he yeah. did. I don't know what this one is. You're playing with the big boys now. Oh. Big boys. <laughs> big boys. Yeah, yeah, big boys. Big boys. Yeah. I like when he mounts it to him when he kicks him out of the apartment. Yeah. Or kicks him out of the cab. Big boys. Yeah. <laughs> their, their fight in the cab was pretty funny just because there was no, you couldn't hear what they were saying, but you could tell they were really yelling in there. That must have been a fun scene right. to do. Uh, here's, right, what was that? I don't know. Yeah, Dunaway's, what are we hearing there? Dunaway's that would phone. be me. Hold on a second. Okay. His phone or something. Oh, wait. Hold on. Don't know he's going to take a call. Yeah, well, on. I'm trying to mute it. Hold on a second. All right. We're going to hold on a I second. Still trying. It. Muting takes a while. To mute. <laughs> nope, he just muted himself altogether. On we go. Oh, yeah. He took out. He left. He got out of the thing. <laughs> he hung up. <laughs> What the heck is going on? All right. What uh, if this is? What if uh, Brian Dunaway is like playing a murder mystery with us right now? Oh no! That would be really funny. I don't want that in my life. The ears of Brian Dunaway. There it is. All right. Final or no? A couple more clips. Here's a uh, angry acting clip. I like this one. Don't walk away from me. Don't walk away from me. You admitted you're the murderer because of you. She's dead. You're gonna pay for this. You're gonna pay for this. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so Just good. that last bit. You're gonna pay for this go. at the end. <laughs> so best good. part. So good. How can anyone blame her when you know when she's seeing the things as they're happening across town? She can't do anything about it. They're mm. not dead because of her. No. I mean, I would have actually, if it were me, and then I guess Tommy Lee Jones being in charge of the case didn't. You know, he wasn't going to do this, but. You, what you would actually do is look at her as a possible suspect because if yeah. she's that accurate with the painting or with the, uh, the photograph and it's exactly like the scene, you know, you at least have to treat her like a possible person of interest. And they never sure. did that. They were always like, oh, no, it's yeah, not they, her. Clearly, it's, she didn't do yeah. it. 
So. Yeah, for just like half a second. Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, bring her back here. Get her back here. We need to talk some more to this girl. Then they just, then they just thought she was crazy. Yeah. yeah, she's crazy. Here's play that little. Where tenor. were you? A couple blocks away. Oh, okay. That rules you out forever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you saying that is enough. All right. Now here's my one of my favorite clips because this is Faye Dunaway totally hamming up Take her line, and then Tommy Lee Jones not having any ham at all. Okay. So you'll you'll know when you hear it. So here you go. What is going on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I just love the contrast. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he sounds like he sounds like he's in another scene where he's just been asked which kind of sandwich he wants for uh, lunch. Yeah. What do you guys want? What are we gonna get for lunch? I don't know. Uh, who pooped on the toilet and forgot to flush it? I don't know. Like he, he use that for anything. Has any movie ever been summed up better in a two-second clip? <laughs> I didn't kill her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Is this a country for old men? I don't know. All right, great. <laughs> Let's uh, go here now. It's the Film Sack Checklist. Everyone died in the 70 movie, 70s movies from Ice Picks. Check. All the wool and polyester in the world. Check. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. Brad Dorif should be in everything always. Check. Uh, Star Trek Connections. We have a few here. The obvious one is Rene Auberginois, who played Donald Phelps in this in DS9. He was Security Chief Odo. He was uh, also directed a bunch of episodes of DS9 and was a shapeshifter. Uh, Star Trek VI, Undiscovered Country. He played Colonel West in the Star Trek... Uh, let's see. Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. You wrote this twice. Uh, oh, but his scenes were cut from the theatrical release. No, that's not true. I've seen him in it. He's in it. Uh, D- Daryl's wrong on this. Or the theatrical release. Now, right. did you see this no, on a DVD? No, I don't. Or I post? have the. I saw it in both theaters and at home, and it's the exact same version. I have the original theatrical release, and Odo is right. absolutely in it. His lines may have been cut because he doesn't say anything, but he's in it. Mm-hmm. All he's all up in it, and he ends up turncoating with the Klingons. Right. Uh, does he does does he have the most uh, unfeature rich face? Is that why they picked him for that character? Because that is like I the don't most... know. Because I think he does have a feature rich face. Mm-hmm. His choice right? for Odo was always an odd one for me. I think they just picked it because of his characterization, and you can put mm-hmm. that makeup on anyone. You know. Yeah, it was right. good. Probably a good face for prosthetics. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's <laughs> probably he a very expressive face for face. prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. He was very good as Odo. Odo was a was yeah, one of the most memorable Star Trek characters ever. Uh, without without question um on enterprise uh he was let's see oh he was also on urzel he was urzel in the episode oasis so he did some enterprise stuff as well uh nicholas guest was the party guest uh <laughs> uh in wrath of khan he appeared as a starfleet cadet in brad Dorif, who played tommy ludlow in voyager played a psychopathic betazoid crewman lawn Suter in three episodes i remember those yep and that was season two and he was a uh pretty big part of the season two finale and the season three first episode of voyager oh. real real cool little role for him yeah it's not bad uh sound cra- track great i give it an a for adequate adequate i think there's parts yeah. that it worked fine especially like the right. scary bits uh the the that stuff was fine it, but not, but unremarkable otherwise there wasn't really mm-hmm. much going on there yeah. uh twitter post this is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less if you please let's begin with randy i I'm sorry, I have to. Eyes of Laura Mars. 
Leisure suits, strikingly bold makeup, cars on fire, a guy in drag, Barbara Streisand music, lots of nudity, photographers hooking up with cops, women screaming, a designated driver who's been in prison, just like a Saturday night at Ibbot's house. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you should ever stop doing those. I think I love them. No. no. And I don't always Never expect them, even though I should. Either. I should expect them every time, and I don't. Like, that mm-hmm. surprised me right at the end. Well done. <laughs> uh, Brian Dunaway, it's your turn. Oh, eyes of Laura Mars. Raul Julia just eats up the screen, then makes love to it passionately, then leaves for 50, no, 100 bucks. It smells like a gorilla cage in here. <laughs> wow, that that 50, no, 100 bucks little scene, right. man. Yeah, I just, yeah. I knew he was going to attack her, and I was surprised he did. Yeah, it felt like it, yeah, but I think he was, like you said, he was a t- he's, a, he's bad at assault. He's not good. He's not a yeah. good assaulter. And that's fine with me because I don't like a song. I'm working my way up to it, Morticia. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Morticia. Hey, uh, what's the deal with uh, um, uh, the, the fifty bucks? Then would have been worth what now? Do we know what the what what that fifty bucks? Be? Same thing. Let's see. Seventy-eight. Hold on. <laughs> Nineteen. We need to always have the inflation calculator on screen for right. these this movie. How much yeah. are you asking? How much it would take to get Raw Julia to leave the room now compared to nineteen seventy eight? Uh, fifty bucks seventy eight to twenty eighteen is seventy five bucks. Uh, no, it's more. It's yeah, a hundred hundred and ninety three point nine three. Uh, so one hundred ninety three dollars wow. ninety three cents is what he would have been. Right. At, so so the bucks. one the one hundred she she holds up is worth. Uh, now it's worth three eighty eight. Yeah, mm. so that's that's. Significant. I'd I'd leave the room for that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll three, leave this room for that. Yeah, it's almost right. four, almost four hundred bucks. Oh, this is four hundred bucks for hundred. Oh yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. Rough, roughly. Yeah, uh, you said math. Yeah, yeah, you said yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did say math. Anyway, that's always interesting to me for sure. No good reason that I can explain. Uh, with us or not with us. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Brian Ibbett. <laughs> The Eyes of Laura Mars. This movie is so 70s it should get discounted breakfast at Denny's. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. I've got a second one. It's okay. just been handed okay. me by Faye Dunaway herself. Okay. La La Land. Ah, oh, no, I like <laughs> nice. it. Nice. like it a lot. It was very good. Oh, that was the wrong thing. Gosh, I had to move that thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, it's the, the, the alternate titles. Just handed to me. This is strange. Uh, both of them sound very familiar to the original title, but it was almost called the thighs of planet Mars, which mm, really just weird. rhymes. It's a bad title. Or the highs of dry. Uh, I'm sorry. The highs of driving cars. Oh, <laughs> if you're a big car uh, guy, this uh, was going to be named Eyes. Yeah, just eyes. yeah, just, just eyes. That's right. It's a dumb. Yeah, idea. and just apparently, eyes. apparently <laughs> the the word the got added on later because if you watch the title card of the film, it's mm-hmm. not the eyes. It's just eyes. Oh, yeah. Eyes I always say Mars. the, but it's, it, it is just. Eyes of Laura Mars. And it's the on a Mars. bunch of the, like the IMDb, I think is the, isn't it? Hold on. No, no, it's not. You think it is, though, but I always think it is the, but it's not. There's no the in there. You're right. There's not. Mm-hmm. It's strictly eyes of, okay, well, whatever. You don't need it, though, I guess, is the deal. Uh, all right. Well, now that I've lost my place, where the hell was I? Oh, uh, let's do an email. This is uh, where we get our emails, filmsackagemail.com. That's the place. You can just send those anytime. We'd be happy to read them. Here on the show, like this one from Jeff Lichty, or Lichty. Not sure I say that last name. It's very German. Uh, it says, hello, Sackers. Just something I thought of while listening to 16 Candles and heard about Molly Ringwald in Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. It is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. I remember enjoying this when I was younger, but I was shocked at my lack of childhood taste when I reached, recently rewatched it again. Uh, love the show. I think that's his way of saying we probably should do that. 
on the show. This is right? absolutely one we're adding to the list because uh, not only have you got Molly Ringwald in this thing, you've got Michael Ironsides, who is, you know, uh, feels like he's in everything by um, uh, not Ridley Scott. Oh, but, uh, the other guy. Know, the yeah, guy that made uh, uh, Starship Troopers and um, uh, yes, uh, Verhoeven, Ver- Paul Verhoeven, yeah, Paul Verhoeven, exactly. This yeah. feels like a Paul Verhoeven movie before Paul Verhoeven was a thing. Yeah, uh, you know they're making a new um, Splinter Cell, and he's coming back to be, be the voice of Sam Fisher again, which is very exciting. Mm. Everybody loves that guy in those Sam cool. Fisher games. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I. Put it Space on the list. Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Yeah, Got put it. that yes. put that on there. Let's let's make that. It was uh, originally done in 3D. Sadly, I don't think the um, Netflix or Amazon or wherever it's available has it in 3D. But you know, yeah. <laughs> Voodoo is actually uh, really up there 3D market uh, recently. So you get seeing a lot of movies popping up there. Geez, I wonder really? if I'll ever use 3D anywhere ever. Nope. I use it all I'm, the time, why? Scott, with why? my 3D projector and my 3D glasses. Why? Why? Why do you want to? What's the point? What do you get because out of that? Because if, if, done, if done correctly, it is a very immersive experience. Unfortunately, not enough people do it correctly. I find it so distracting that I... It just it, it occupies my brain the whole time I'm trying to watch the movie and yeah. I miss everything about the movie because I'm thinking yeah. about the 3D all the, the time. The only the only times I'm really you know I'm I'm totally cool with it is if I'm seeing a um a Pixar movie or an animated film. I'm totally fine with right. seeing 3D with that. But if it's live it's action, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just so distracting. Part, yeah, animation is really easy to to do in 3D. You just add mm-hmm. a camera into the uh, into the mix and it's it's easy to add that. Whereas live action, you literally have to have two cameras or you do the post-production thing which is not nearly as no, satisfying post, no, post-production is no. like garbage killed that clash of the right. titans remake a few years yeah. ago that was the, the worst 3d i've ever seen three 3d done correctly i think is 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 a next level of immersion that works for me D- like, done I, poorly don't even bother i'd easily consider seeing the new spider-man um, oh yeah in spider-verse into the spider-verse, spider-verse in, the, in the spider-verse in 3d i think because that it feels like it's already a 3d movie with the whole kind of yeah. 2d sort of animation. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels like that would, that one would lend itself perfectly to a that, 3d. That thing is getting the, the most screaming it, reviews right now. People yeah. are so excited about this thing. And it's, and I, everything I'm reading is really, I'm stoked. I can't wait. Yeah. The New York film critics are calling it the best animated film of 2018 in a year where we got the Incredibles two and Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. They also said is, it's the best yeah. superhero movie of the year in a year that we got infinity war and freaking wow. Black Panther. Is that I just want to say guys, I, I, I need you to hold judgment until we've all had a chance to see Bumblebee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to like Bumblebee and I don't know why I agree. But oh, I, that's because they, they, they go back to the heart of it. And so it's, it's less, uh, of the Michael Bayish things we've seen of recent years. Yeah, so well, and it's also good. not Michael Bay. Right. It's in the it. same universe, but it's not, you know, him doing it, which is helpful, I think. <laughs> and the retro the retro design styles of the Transformer really Yeah, really you see it. the so Optimus Prime apparently makes an appearance and yeah. it, his new model is reminiscent of the Michael Bay one, but not all thousand little doohickeys hanging off of him. He looks like more like the old animated stylized one. It's cool. Right. I, I I actually am excited. I, I don't know why. I just am. I shouldn't be. I, I am. I wanted to be Gina's, surprising. Gina's very excited for it. I don't know if I am here. I know you're not. And and, and this will be fun to see, right? Because it has yeah. no right to... It shouldn't be good. 
Right. It but, should. I think it should. I th- was it, well, it has you know, more of a right to be good than the Michael Bay things. So, I mean, right. as you get further and further into that series. Right. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think this and has more potential to be to be good compared to those. For and sure. he's a beetle again, which is what it should have been in the first place. He was yeah. never supposed to be a freaking uh, Chevy Cavalier or whatever the hell it was. Not Cavalier. Uh, I wasn't a Cavalier. Ca- Camaro. Camaro. I Camaro. Think yeah. I, I, I was okay with that reinterpretation. I, I wasn't. Think they, I wanted to be a bug. Yeah. He was always a bug. He should be a bug. They literally call him. What, what do you want? You want you it's, want jazz to be there as well? What? Yes, it's really not, humorous though. Them... It's really humorous that he has only gotten back to being a beetle after Volkswagen like just destroyed their reputation as a business. Like, yeah, that's true. Although that's they have that electric sad. bus coming out in um, twenty twenty, and I'm actually I'm buying it. It looks awesome. I really want it. And they're really cheap right now, by the way. If you want to get like a really good Volkswagen for way cheap, right. do it because they they're still licking their wounds from their freaking EPA mess. You can get a screaming deal on like a nice Volkswagen right now. Anyway. Will Will Jazz Scatman Crothers uh, return uh, in the new Transformers? I wonder. Will they? Uh... Shut. What? <laughs> uh, he wasn't in the some... original, was he? Was he? Cartoon? Yeah, absolutely. He was. He was Jazz. You don't remember that? That, that was, was Scatman Carruthers. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, uh, you know, Optimus Prime's uh, right hand man. Yeah. In, in no, I didn't have a problem yeah. with any of that stuff. I I like the cartoon a lot. In fact, you know what we need to do for Film Sack? Um, it's actually good and would be a fun animated thing. Is the original animated film? Yes. Transformers where, animated film with spoilers. Spock in where it. Uh, You've did, got did they? The power. Yeah. yeah. Where everybody dies. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a bit. It's a. It's a cool movie. Like it's I have the DVD. Good. If we need, if we want to uh, tackle it. Yeah, and someone sent us copies of it. We probably all have oh, them they? now. We just need to rip one and watch it. Yeah, I think we should put that on our list. Transformers yeah. animated. People are always ask, asking for more animated from us anyway, so that'd be one way to do it. Uh. Anyway, thanks for the email there, Jeff. We, we will definitely take Molly Ringwald's Space Hunter Adventures and the Forbidden Zone mm-hmm. uh, seriously. Okay. Yep, it's on I, our where list Where is the Forbidden Zone? I assume it's just an expansion upon uh, Bender looking at her panties in that scene from uh, from Breakfast Club, right? That's the Forbidden Zone? <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking Futurama no. for the first part of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, wrong Bender, right. yeah. Wrong Bender. Yeah, he's ruined all Benders now. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Futurama Bender. No one knows any other Benders. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for the show. Our next film will be... Uh, Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. No, wait. He was I know. Another we, we skid, I, genius. I a real genius, I thought we were doing. Aren't we? Real genius is not streaming. Oh. oh well, that's, that's why we're doing Hardcore Henry. All right. Hardcore yep. Henry. A relatively new uh, development. And, uh, Take genius. A- <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, uh, we're going we're gonna to try to find a stable genius to replace real genius, but we... <laughs> Instead, we'll go we with Hardcore we Henry. We haven't found one yet. Yeah. It's also very, um, uh, what do I, how do I put this? Very gimmick oriented. It's just this first person action movie. And I've seen tiny bits of it and went, oh, I should save this because this will surely come up on Film Sack. And here we are. So next week. Where's speaking that? of gimmick, speaking yeah. of gimmick oriented, did any of you watch uh, Downsizing yet? No. Yes. I, I want to. Brian saw it. What, what okay. do you think, Epic? Should we, should we sack that movie? Well, I certainly don't want to watch it again. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like, and we, I talked about this on Recommendals on Wednesday, I feel like it was a movie with a really good premise and a really good uh, development, but but very poorly marketed to be something else. Mm, yeah, yeah, I like agree. It, they, 
they yeah. totally went in another direction because it is definitely not the the trailer you saw. And I noticed that also happened to uh, Suburbicon, which was also another Matt Damon film, also marketed in a totally different direction. Matt Damon started picking these odd roles, mm-hmm. and I don't think they know how to market Matt Damon in these unique roles. Well, it's because he's Fat Damon now. He's Fat Damon. <laughs> yeah, and literally uh, wore oh, a fat Jesse suit Plemons. for downsizing. That's Jesse Plemons. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Jesse Plemons is Fat Damon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I mean, depending what thing you saw him in, but yeah. Personally, I don't think downsizing is is ready for sacking. I don't. I th- I think there's enough modern uh, problems in that film that we won't appreciate is is uh is out All of right. place until we get a little further away from it i was gonna say yeah we probably you know film we could film psych that one in 10 years but right. uh all right right now it uh it, it definitely does have a great example of uh lacking quality control in a in a process where uh, he, and, he and his wife go in to do something simultaneously and there isn't a check mm. on whether or not they're both sedated at the same time right oh well, you need need more quality control. Worry not, because next week we got all the gimmick we can handle with yeah. Hardcore Henry. Uh, so that's next week, which is on film or uh, Netflix or where's that streaming? That's on Netflix. It is yes. on Netflix. Okay, cool. We are we are branching out though, folks. Whenever we're watching a movie, we're considering both Netflix and Amazon Prime. So. Yeah. Keep those recommendations coming. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Because Netflix is adding so much of their own stuff. That they're yeah. not adding as much. Uh, well, let's old just say it. they're them. adding. They're adding too much quality content, which is yeah. not conducive. I know it's it's a it's a great problem to have, but it causes a problem with film sack. A little bit, yeah. I yeah. still they got plenty of crap, but sure, you're you're right. Yeah. And then I think it's mostly in the form of Christmas specials, though. Right. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Right now is a glut. But my wife's thrilled though. She loves this crap yeah um all right well that's uh, gonna do it for the show uh thank you all for listening filmsack.com is our website again email us filmsack at gmail.com and find us on twitter at filmsack it's gonna do it for us for me for brian for brian and for randy i don't know <laughs> we'll see you punch next him in time the butt. punch him in the, the who the what the butt don't punch me This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't know.